Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Glory to God. You know, I was thinking about something. Um, I was praying about this and coming to you, and I really, I really was funny. I asked God, I was like, okay, what do I got to tell these people? Because I, I care about you. What do I got to tell them and, and for today? You know, so I want you to go with me to Luke. I'm sorry, not Luke. I want you to go with me to Romans. I want you to go with me to Romans chapter 5. And you could, um, you know, you, could, you can go into Passion if you want. 5 and 2. And he talks about grace. And um, I want you to see this because there's some, I, we'll bounce back and forth between there so you can see it because the King James reads a little bit simpler. Um, you know, we, we could see in Romans 5 and 2 after we read it right here, he's talking about grace. I'm mean, you know put that into King James in 5 and 2 and let him see it so you know I'm talking about grace and then they'll know how to flip in and out because I'm talking about grace. It was funny, the Lord whispered this in my heart. I really felt this because I didn't have like the exact direction um, because, you know, I thought I was going to be with you in person and I like the free flow. I don't like, I like to load it all up and then just flow with the atmosphere of the room. So because we had to go online, I was like, man, this will be great. When am I going to, you know, I'm, I'm really looking for the unction. This morning uh, I was doing, I was just chilling and the Lord said, you have to understand that the, this is how I heard it was. There is supernatural grace waiting for you through the power of praying in tongues. And um, how I got it was this. You know, like, we got this storm a little bit stuff, right? And if you, if you don't, and you hear this terminology of, you know, like, hey, it's, um, they give you a grace period. Have you ever heard that? Maybe, like, your insurance or, you know, like, people are freaking out, you know, around here. We just went through one thing. So, I, so oh, my God, you get a grace period. And I thought about a grace period. It hit me. Uh, I was thinking about grace. What's a grace period? It's like 30 days. They've actually come to you and they'll say for 30 days, we understand you haven't paid us when it was due. So we're going to give you a 30-day grace period for you to what? To basically pay it. But guess what? You don't have to do this. We chose to do this. It's an act of favor. It's an act of a blessing. And I started thinking about that grace period. Like, isn't that Jesus all the time? without an end, you don't deserve it, you, you, you didn't, you, you, it's a gift, you didn't do anything to earn it, you didn't, you didn't do anything to fix it, you didn't do anything to do any of this, but Jesus said, come to the throne of grace in your time of need and ask for help, and I'll give you help. So we, we gotta understand that every single time we flip the switch and pray in the Holy Ghost, we're adding grace deposits, God's ability in you, allowing you to do what you could not do by yourself. It's his strength, his ability, and his way of doing things. And what happens is, if you're not careful, you're leaving behind grace endowments to function in life because you're not taking the time to pray in the spirit. So you might have married problems, in it, right? So you got married problems. You go, man, I can't do this. No, no duh. That's why you need grace to kick in 
in your marriage so you can do things that you couldn't do on your own. Maybe you got family situation where somebody, you man, this kid's wearing me out and you need, you need patience and you need this, you need that. You got to understand that these things are waiting for you. Let me tell you, I do not know how normal Christians that are not filled with the Holy Ghost actually seriously make it in life. I have no idea. And I'm not saying I'm doing this 80 hours a week. Man, sometimes it's five minutes of prayer, three minutes over here, two minutes over there. But what's your life going to look like when you make a commitment to say, I'm going to get ready to go pray in the Holy Ghost on a daily? I take a walk a couple times last week. I just walked around the neighborhood praying in tongues. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what kind of grace I'm setting myself up for. I don't know what kind of goodness I'm laying up. But I know this, that I'm not wasting time. You have to solidify that God's system of spirituality is the key for you to conquer life. But the first principles of the doctrines of Christ, you got to start adding them into your daily routine because if you don't, you're going to be leaving behind too much stuff, okay? So let's get in this. I think it's going to help you. Look at verse 5-2, and then we'll read it. Let's just read it in King James. It's going to read clear because it's going to say grace. Other times it's going to say gratitude and say, oh, so you, I don't want to lose you. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Did you see that? So it's by faith into grace where are we saying, okay? So not only so, but we glory in tribulation, also knowing that tribulation works patience. And patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts of what, by the Holy Ghost, which is given us, right? Now we kind of we hang on that, and we go, okay, that's kind of cute, but what are you trying to say? Now slide on down, okay? To verse 12, okay? Now we're going to see this because this starts really, the identification of grace, and we're going to read all the way through 21. So I got to give you some word. You know, I was thinking about something. You know, it's funny. I thought about this too this morning when I was sitting there. We're Bible teaching. You know, there's a whole generation that hasn't learned these truths. You know, it's like, let me come communicate and orate. No, let me come and teach you what the word of God says so you can start building those things like, hey, man, Boom, this is how my tongue is the pen of a ready writer writing upon the tablets of my heart. This is what confession is all about. This is what believe you receive is all about. This is what laying hands are about. So these educational moments are never a waste of time, but they're giving you spiritual endowments to activate. Just knowing it is one thing, but doing it, you gotta put legs to it. Otherwise, it's just, it's just not even an experience. It's just theory. So go and make sure you start applying these truths. So get what I'm saying. So with faith, grace, look at verse 12. It's going to start making sense. For wherefore, as by one man's sin entered in the world, that's Adam, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. That was Adam's transgression. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, okay? Men over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. So he's saying, okay, Adam is the original man. Everybody that came is in the image of Adam. 
and we were born in sin, stood in sin, until we received Jesus, and now we're born in the image of God. You see it? That's what he's saying. Okay? Now that's, that's just stay with me. But not as the offense, so is also the free gift. What do you mean the free gift? For if through the offense of one many be dead, Adam, much more the grace of God, and the gift by grace. Now wait a minute, you didn't work for this, man. It's a gift, which was by one man, Jesus Christ, have the bound to many. So he's saying, Adam, the one man, who we were all made in the image and likeness of, sinned, and because he sinned, everybody was made a sinner in the image and likeness of Adam, okay? Then he said, Jesus came, took the sin off of us, nailing it to a tree, been redeemed and righteous through grace's gift of righteousness, and now we are all born into the new man. That's why you gotta get born again into the new man, into Christ, and now we're what? It was grace. Grace was a gift. You understand that? It's a gift. You can't earn it. You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't deserve it. You didn't buy it. You didn't live good to get it. You just receive it, man. It's a free gift. You can't do no. You can't even, you can't, you can't get it and then hang on to it and try to earn it. it you'll jack it up. Just receive it freely. It's kind of like that grace period. Just receive it. You were late. You should have paid it. You didn't pay it. They're all right with it. You, you squandered it. You jacked around with it. Don't make no they, They're giving you the grace period. God gave you a life for grace period, man. You know what I'm saying? So praise be to God. To God, he's good. Amen. So, so don't, so don't miss, miss point, like lose it here. I don't want you to miss the point, right? Okay. Okay, this is good. Uh, and not, 16, and not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, Adam, but the free gift is of many offenses under justification, Jesus. So the free gift made us justified. The free gift gave us grace. For if by one man, now this is big, for if by one man's offense, Adam, death reigned by one, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm cool with that, right? Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, Adam, even so by the righteousness of one, Jesus, the free gift came upon all men to justification of life. Justified, just as if you never sinned, right? For as by one man's disobedience, Adam, many were made sinners. And so by the obedience of one, Jesus, you shall be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered in that the offense might abound. The law showed up to show you you were a sinner needing a savior. But wherein sin abounded, grace much more did abound. That as, that as sin has reigned in the death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. So he said sin's ability was death, strength reigned, grace might reign through righteousness for eternal life. So now why did I read that? Well, there's grace endowments, okay, given to you by God. Now just check this out. Grace endowments given to you and me by God 
because God, it was his plan of redemption. Okay, so now what does this got to do with praying in the Holy Ghost? All right, what happens is every time me and you flip the switch, okay, because let's just say the Holy Spirit, and this is your human spirit, this is the you, right? So you got Holy Spirit, got you. You're like in life, doing life. Everything you do, right? You got like, I got money problems, I got life problems, I got married problems, I got family problems, I got church problems, I got ups, I got downs, I got offense, I got happy, I got sad, I got mad, I got glad, I got it all, right? Okay, so I'm living life. Now we're gonna go back, okay? Okay, we're gonna go back to our first Corinthian scripture and we're gonna look at that because that says all this stuff about not knowing, not seeing, not understanding, not being. What I do is when my human spirit yielding to the Holy Spirit connects. The only place this place connects is in tongues. Now, even though the soul and the spirit can be divided by the word of God, the connection in the soul is from the word of God. Okay? So when the, now you gotta get this, right? So for, you know, Hebrews 4 and 12, for the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, divided asunder the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, the thoughts and tents of the heart, Right? He says, okay, so now the word of God puts this thing together, and when you disagree with the word of God, you separate your spirit from God because you choose not to be a divine partaker of a divine nature. Now, that's not bad, but what you got to do is you got to go, okay, I got to have agreement, right? That's Romans 8. You remember Romans 10, 8, 9, 8, 9, 10, I mean, right? It says, it says this, it says, what the heart man believes in the righteousness, what the mouth confession is made into salvation. So we believe in the heart, we confess with the mouth that man, it says that, uh, it says for what the heart man believeth, right? So man believes in the heart, confesses with the mouth, produces salvation, produces righteous position. So what we do is we're not rejectors, we're acceptors. So once you got heart agreement, you have connection, right? Okay, so once you connect to the word of God, now you have access to the abilities of God. So if you come in here and go, I don't accept the word of God, now we got no problem because without God in this world, we got no hope. But when you say, okay, God, I'm gonna connect. So let's just say in the tongues thing, right? You're over here living life. Problems, money problems, life problems, married problems, mind problems, mind dealing, fear, worry, fret, anxiety. I don't know what it is, whatever the heck's going on in life, right? You connect to God and go, okay, God, I'm gonna do what the Bible says. I'm gonna yield. Now see, yielding's big because yielding's a part of humility. And the church is really doesn't understand this. It's spiritually, your spirit, this is gonna blow you out of the word, okay? Your people that reject the Holy Spirit are spiritually proud because they're saying, I can live my life in the earth being directed by God without God. Now that's, that sounds like weird, but why would you not be humble? You know, that thing's been hitting. Man, this morning I was talking to somebody and I said something so good. I said, okay, look at Jesus, right? He said, who's the greatest in the kingdom? Remember we talked about that? Well, it's a dumb question, but it's, he answered it. They came to disciples, come to Jesus and go, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he goes, you would think like, dude, shut up. Imagine if we were walking down the street with Jesus and your buddy asked that question. Like, you're hanging out with Jesus. Like, hey, Jesus, I got a question for you. got a question. Who's the greatest in the kingdom? You'd be like, dude, why you got to ask him that, man? What is wrong with you? Shut up. 
But Jesus goes, oh, you want to know who the greatest in the kingdom is? And he pulls a little child out of the crowd and he says, be like this child. Now, we got a daycare over there and I told you a long time ago, kids are not nice. They're mean. They fighting over there all the time. Mine. You know, my binky, my bottle. You know, kids ain't. I got kids at the house. I got teenagers. Trust me, it don't get better. You know, they're fighting over uh, uh, Taco Bell and all this other crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like, they say, these kids ain't, these kids ain't special. But what he was saying was the humility of this child to come, the humility to follow. Humility is your ability to relinquish your own opinion and take on the opinion of God. Most people go, well, I don't understand it. No, you could, I, I, there's a lot of stuff I don't understand, but I submit myself to it because I know it's the principles of the doctrines of Christ. So don't get spiritually high-minded. And here's another thing Christians do in the earth. Well, you know, you know, we just want to relinquish the responsibility on God and not take our responsibility in prayer. You got to take your place in prayer. So that being said, what happens is, is, is exactly what happened here is this, is that are you taking the time to pray in the Holy Ghost and tap in? So I'm tapping in to ability which releases grace for my life. Does that make sense? So I find grace for the place the minute I flip the switch and allow myself to tap into the Holy Ghost because he is releasing ability I don't have. That's grace. Now, now look over here because you need to see this. Go, you can put this in the passion. Go to, go to Romans 8, 24, and you need to see this because um, it reads a little simpler. Um, and he talks about helping my infirmities. And, and he says, now, now watch this. Now, you got to read this because people have been jacking this up. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, man, this whole thing, we're going to go even further here, okay? Let me, let me go to the point and then let me skip back up and you're going to get this, okay? Okay, this is big. Um, uh, you should really probably start reading even earlier. Let's read verse uh, 22, Romans 8, 22. And, and, and man, oof, I'm telling you, man, you start seeing this. Groanings that cannot be uttered. I like that. This will read a little better in the Passion, and then we can always go back if we need this. I want you to understand it, because he talks about having this hope, okay? Uh, yeah. Today, this day... I mean, or let's just say this. To this day, we are aware of the universal, man, man, I'm telling you, agony and groaning of creation. As if it were what? In contractions of labor for childbirth. It's not just creation. We have already experienced the first fruits of the Spirit also inwardly. That's talking about getting the Holy Ghost. Inwardly groan as we passionately long to experience our full status as God's sons and daughters, including our physically bodies being transformed. So he's talking about groanings. Now, man, I'm going to say something here. I don't know anybody talking about this, and I'm not trying to say we've got the corner marketed on Revelation, but you, groanings in the spirit. See, like when you start getting over into travail, right, these are birthing kind of terminologies, right? Like you're, she's in travail, you're transitioning. That's all Holy Ghost stuff. Like 
You're travailing in the spirit. You have groanings. There's words can't even come out. You get deeper in intercession and you won't even have words. Like you'll be like, mambre, este, pangla, frappa. You'll be praying in the Holy Ghost, but you'll just get in the utterances, like just groanings out of your spirit. Now, people are going to say, man, Pastor Chris, this is a little weird. It ain't weird, but they're words that cannot be articulated in a language. So they're utterances that just come out of your spirit because in the inside, your spirit is travailing through or praying out things that need to be prayed out or seeing things spiritually that need to be released. And if you don't start developing that, you're, you're just going to stay on the surface with your praying in tongues, but you got to go to a deeper place because this is spirit 101, ain't it, right? This ain't like normal church stuff. This ain't like, oh, come on Sunday and let's hear this. Half the people in the church will run out the door thinking, what do you mean groanings? Well, you're going to get into a place where utterance is going to come up out of your belly. Like what is John 7 says, rivers of living water will come rushing out of your belly. Where's that coming? It'll just be sighs and groans on the inside. That's what he's talking about. Well, you know why? Because you're still speaking God's language. You're tapping into grace for your life. Okay? For watch this. Okay? This is big, man. For this is the hope of our salvation. But hope means that we must trust and wait for what is still unseen. That's what he's saying. He's like, you don't, you don't hope for what you have. You hope for what you cannot see. If I, if I was, come on, man. If I, if I, all right, I want an iPad, right? Oh, I want an iPad. I want an iPad. If I got an iPad in my hand, I don't have to hope for it no more. It's here. If I don't have the iPad, I'm like, I want the iPad. I'm, I'm confidently expecting, hoping for the iPad but when the iPad shows up, I go, oh, I got the iPad. I don't need hope no more. It's in my hand. You don't need hope for what's in your hand, guys. You need hope for what you cannot see. So he said this. He said, we still wait for it. For why would we need to hope for something we already have? Now watch this. So because our hope is set on what is yet to be seen, we patiently keep waiting for its fulfillment. And in a similar way, now this is big. Okay, look at 26. The Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weaknesses. Did you get, now go slow. We're gonna leave that up there because I'm gonna read it right here. So this is what he says, right? He said, the Holy Spirit takes hold of our human frailty and empowers us in our weakness. So while I'm weak, when I connect to the Holy Spirit, I just tapped in the power of grace to be strong. Let the weak say they're strong. Oh, I'm going to preach right now. But I'm burnt out. You're burnt out because you're not connected to the Holy Ghost. Oh, I'm losing my mind. You're getting mentally deranged because you're not connected to the one that keeps you sane. Oh, I don't know. I don't love my wife no more. I don't love my husband. No, you're disconnected and trying to break a covenant because you haven't been connected to the covenant keeper. You, oh, I can't make it. I can't take another breath. Stop talking weak in the church. Stop talking doubt in the church. Stop talking unbelief in the church and connect to the one that gives you the strength to be an overcomer, to be more than a conqueror. And we're, well, you know, I'm just, you're a little excited about it. No, I've been living in the fire. Living in the Holy Ghost. So how are you going to touch God and not be normal? You know why some of you are so abnormal and wacky? You ain't touched God in a month. 
You spend time with God. They were ignorant and unlearned fishermen. And they said in the book of Acts, they said, these guys are too stupid yesterday. Something happened to them today. What happened to them? They must have been with Jesus. Come on, man. Let him rub off on you. They get around you. Well, you're different. Yeah, I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I ain't going to tell everybody that. But you got to stay different. This is the problem. Look, at times, we don't even know how to pray. The best things to ask for, but the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede. Oh, my God in heaven. He's a super interceder. Woo! He's a what? Super. Pop that back there. Let me see it. Super intercede. He didn't just say he interceded. He superseded. So look at me, right? So this is kind of like a puppet show, right? I got my one hand's me and the one hand's God. I should get like, you see, can we get a puppet? We need to get puppets and I can do it. Like, I'll be like, this is the Holy Ghost and this is Pastor Chris. So let's just do this, right? Because I can only pick on me. I can't pick on you, right? So here's the Holy Ghost. He's everything. He's God. He's everything in God. He's here. And here's me, jacked up, mentally deranged, shot out. Need to fix myself, need to walk in love. This is me, Pastor Chris, not you, mind your own business. I need, why does he need to walk in love? Hush your mouth, you need to walk in love too. Need to clean his mouth up. No, I didn't curse, but guess what? I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna let no unbelief. This is you too. Got all this nonsense, God. I'm gonna say, no, but God, you don't care. Pity party me, silly me, whacked out me, need to grow and develop me over here, walking in life with my human spirit that's connected to God if it so chooses. And I'm over here doing it in the natural and making it on my way and fighting the fight of faith. But that's what we say. Say, hey, 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 I'm here to super intercede. I'm here to super intercede. Guess how you super intercede? There ain't no other way. You got to You can connect to the word. And no, you got to have the word and the spirit. But you can connect to the word. But guess what? He didn't say he could super intercede with you through the word. You need faith for the word, baby. Some of you are too weak. Let me explain something. Some of you are too weak. To walk into the word of God and have the faith to manifest the word of God until you get loaded up with the Holy Ghost. Building up your most holy faith, praying in tongues. See, that's a, sometimes you're a rejecter of what you hear because you don't have faith developed enough to hang on to what you heard. And what does he do? Look at that. He super intercedes. So I go, I'm connected to grace. Look, on our behalf pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. That's that groaning intro. Oh, on the inside. That's the Holy Ghost on the inside. Tapping in. Look at 20. Look, 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 look. God, God, the searcher of the heart knows fully our longings or what you need. Yet, he also understands the desire of God. He knows what you want, but he knows what God wants you to have. So what? Because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, intercession, his holy ones in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. Woo! Look at this, look at this, look at this. So we are convinced that every, I said every, but I say every, every detail of our lives are continually 
woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. Amen. Woo. But you know what's funny? This is funny too, right? When you think about this, people say, where are you, Pastor Chris? You're getting, you're getting all cranked up about this. That's what the Bible said. That's what he's doing, right? Now watch this. Look at Romans 8, 28. Now we read all that, right? Now look at Romans 8, 28 in the King James. Now y'all read that, right? That was obviously about you praying in the Holy Ghost, correct? That was obviously about you connecting the size and utterances, right? Correct? That was obviously you and me dealing our responsibility in the spirit, correct? This everybody loves this one. And you know, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And not if you ain't praying in the Holy Ghost. That's why people can't understand these scriptures. They go, it, don't look, it didn't work out good. Yeah, well, you got responsibility to make sure it works out good. You got to put your time in in the tongues. You got to put your time in in the spirit. You got to put your time in with daily utterance. Don't fall behind in prayer. Just get in there. Praying in the Holy Ghost. I don't, I don't have the Holy Ghost. Well, get to relevant church. I'm going to lay hands on you. Y'all get filled with the Holy Ghost. You said, I'm not filled with the Holy Ghost. Get filled right now. I got people in this church walked in the building, got filled with the Holy Ghost on the ride home. Tell God right now, you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. You might be watching this 30 years from now. If you need the Holy Ghost, right there where you are, the only requirement is you got to be a believer, right? And this is good news. And if you're a believer, praise be to God. Once you're a believer, if not, just say, Jesus, come into my heart, forgive me my sins, put me in, let me get the kingdom. Then just lift your hands to heaven and say, I want the Holy Ghost. Now, you got to do the talking. Acts 19, read it, right? Don't sit there and go... Uh, with your tongue out of your mouth, like some kind of people, you, you don't, I, you got to talk. You got to take a step of faith. Well, I don't want to take a step of faith. Well, then you, you what do you mean you don't want to take a step of faith? You got to take a step of faith. It, the tongues will hit you the moment you take the step of faith. And then just lift your hands to heaven right there and just start praying in tongues. I don't know what I'm saying. I've been doing this for 25, 30 years. I don't know what I'm saying, but I sure do feel good. Glory to God when I'm saying it. Just keep stirring up the Holy Ghost. And then some of you are out there, you've been dry. You're like a piece of dry wood. You've been so dry. My God in heaven, if a little kindling gets on you, you're going to catch on fire. Everybody out there, just right now, I'm going to tell you right now, I feel activated. If you were in the building, I'd make you do this. I'll make you do it at your house. Everybody out there, get up on your feet right now. I'm not playing. Get up on your feet right now at the house. Get off your lazy boy. Stop eating popcorn and drinking Coke Zero. Get up right now. I'm doing this in my house right now. I'm going to video me doing this in my house Thursday night, and I'm going to promise you you're going to see it. I'm going to put it Get up and walk, lift your hand. Cold up, Walk around the house, walk around the river room, run around the house. I don't care what you got to do. Praying in the Holy Ghost and getting filled up again. In the book of Acts, they continually got filled. You're getting dried up. Some of you have been dried out, dried up. You ain't prayed in the Holy Ghost in years. Walk around the living room. Walk around your cubicle at work. What do you care? Walk around just praying in tongues. Just get in there. You're in the car right now. Praying the Holy Just don't close your eyes. Praying the Holy Ghost. Walk by faith and not by sight. But right then and there, walk by sight. Okay, we need you to drive. 
Building up my faith. Building up. Ooh, I'm going to pray that something breaks. Amen. And you're praying the Holy Ghost and get filled up again. He said, out of your belly will flow rivers. He didn't say river. He said rivers. I believe there's a river for everything in your life. I believe there's a river to tap into. I believe it. See, this is a big thing, right? Because people know, oh, yeah, maha. What does that mean? You in direct contact. This ain't weird. Look at 1 Corinthians. You can stay in the King James. Look at 1 Corinthians 14, and you explain this to me. Because you need to know this. 1 Corinthians 14. You, could, you, you know, you, for he, verse 2, for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue. Now let me ask you, just think about this. I know I get excited, but just meditate on this for a minute. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. Well, if this is the way God wants me to talk to him, why would you not talk to him? Is this not the system that God gave us? Problem is you live in natural human wisdom too long and you mess it up. But unto God, for no man understandeth him. I don't even understand me. He speaketh mysteries. Ain't that good? Ain't that good? But that's how God wants you to speak to him. In tongues. You ever ask yourself this question? I think some wacky thoughts. I really do. They're cuckoo in a way. Maybe this is the way. This is literally what I thought of. If God wanted me just to speak to him in English, he would have just left me English. Why does he want me to speak in tongues? Because he wants me to speak out mysteries. If that's the language of God, if that's the language that God can hear, why won't you start speaking it? Stubborn thing you. Oh, God, I'm going to come to you with what I want to come to you because I want you to receive me the way I want to come. God's like, hush your mouth. You come to me the way I told you to come to me. You see what I'm saying? You see how, you see how our mind works? Well, you know, we make excuses about what we don't understand because we're stiff-necked and stubborn about what he demanded. That's what we don't hear in church. Oh, I'm going to come to God the way I am. You ain't going to serve God the way you want to serve God. You're going to serve God the way he told you to serve him. And that's why there's a whole generation not praying in tongues. And then church made it weird. You know, the people in the parking lot that are a little wacky, they made the whole thing weird. You know what I mean? But God ain't weird. So don't go getting in and all that. I got a book about it. Go get the champion within. My God, you become a partner, you get it for free. You get four books for free. I mean, if you're not a partner, you don't even ask yourself. Just go do it right now and do it rapidly. Look at, four, look at, the, look at the 14. 1 Corinthians 14. I think it is verse 14. He did speak in the own, oh, yeah, yeah, let's go, to, let's go to three. Let's go to three. But he that prophesied speaking to men, yeah, 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 you got four. Go to four. Yeah, because he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. You know what that means? You build yourself up. That's every kind of strength, grace, endowment you need when you pray in tongues. See it? Did you get it? Did you get what I'm saying? So what do you mean he edifies himself? So where do you need to be strong? So if your mind, your mental game's not strong, lean in. If your love walk's not strong, lean in. Tell them before you go in. This is a big one too. If you're struggling with mind dealing or fear or worry or anxiety, say, God, I'm anxious about this. I need to go in and pray. Come to the throne of grace in the time of need and ask for help. And then flip the switch. 
Go in there and say, I need help in this thing. My finances are freaking me out. Flip the switch. Edify yourself. Look what it says in verse 14, right? For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, the real me, prays, but my understanding isn't fruitful. It's unfruitful. What's that mean, unfruitful? I don't know what I'm doing. What's the number one thing everybody tells you when they're praying? I don't know what I'm doing. No, duh. The apostle Paul told you he didn't know what he was doing. Peter told you he don't know what he's doing. My God, Jesus, if you prayed in tongues, don't even know what he was doing. Nobody understands it. Now, you can get interpretation sometimes, but not all the time. You might have a seeing and a knowing, but you might not know every word you say, but you still do it by faith and you do it by obedience. Did you get that? That's important, guys, because this, this is where the rubber meets the road because you'll, 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 miss, you'll miss staying connected. When you pray in tongues, you're in direct contact with God. When you pray in tongues, it's your own private language with him. No one else understands it but God. It's a private language. It is what? A sharing of intimacy between you and him. God has given the church a divine, supernatural means of communication with him that is so power-packed we would be missing out if we prayed in our own language alone. It's important to remember praying in tongues is not replacing praying in the natural. It is adding to praying in the natural because once my natural is limited, I need to step into the supernatural to continue my place of prayer. I don't know what to pray. He said, I'm going to tell you what to pray. How are you going to tell me what to pray? Can you imagine how long this would take? Can you, right? Can you check this out? Can you imagine how long this would take if we had to wait to get natural interpretation to pray? You'd never get anything done. We don't hear heaven that well. So you just go, hey, here's what I'm going to do. You connect your spirit with my spirit. You just yield. Come on, somebody. You see it? And I'm going to tell you what. When you pray in the spirit, why is it so important? You realize that God's living in you. The indwelling presence of God's in you. See, you don't quit. You don't quit when you know God's living in you. My God in heaven, hallelujah. Come on, give me a minute. Give me a minute. I'm going to help you. I love this, man. So here's my question. Likewise... Right? What did Romans 8, 26 say? The Spirit helps with our weaknesses. So here's my question. You got weaknesses? You got some stuff you're struggling with? You got some problems that seem to just keep overwhelming you? You got stuff that just keeps to seem like you can't shake it? Well, I got news for you. Just help. It's not just one power-packed, spirit-filled, supernatural thing you do, it's connected to all of it through praying in tongues that you find and tap into the Holy Spirit. He's going to help you gain strength in every area that you're weak. You're going to become strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So whenever you're feeling weak, insignificant, defeated, messed up, shot out, pressed down, pressed over, pray in tongues. The Holy Spirit is inside of you waiting to meet those needs. You pray in the perfect will of God when you flip the switch and pray in tongues. You pray out the mysteries. Look at this right here. Can you put in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 2 in the Amplified? You don't have to put the classic. If you just put the AMPC, it'll be fine if you've got the classic or whatever. 
But I want you to see this, and we're going to close with this, because I think this can really help you see this. Tongues enables you and me to pray out the mysteries. For one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understand, understands or catches his meaning, because in the Holy Spirit, he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. You were meant to have this inside information about life, guys. This is why I didn't leave you alone. Remember when Jesus said, I will not leave you nor forsake you? If you do not tap in to the Holy Spirit, you're going to feel forsaken in life. There's mysteries we don't know. He said, I come to you. Why do you think it's good for me to go? I'm going to give you the Holy Ghost. Come on, you see this? He knew what he was doing. He was setting up for the best life, the blessed life. You got to start adding this into your daily spiritual walk. Come on, right? You are meant to have inside information. You can have inside information. And praying in tongues is how God gets it to you. It is the way we can pray out mysteries, which also refer to divine revelations. When you don't know what to do, God will tell you through the power of praying in tongues. Tongues is a mystery master and a problem solver. Woo! How many of you want a mystery master? Woo, come on, somebody. And a problem solver. What kind of things will he reveal? He will reveal everything that God is. He will reveal the word. He will reveal redemption. He will reveal who you are in the spirit. He will reveal everything of the mysteries of the world. He will reveal your financial future. He will reveal everything you need to know and see. He will reveal everything. The plan for your life, the destiny of your life, the purpose of your life, the purposes of the people in your life, people you need to find, people you need to get rid of, people you need to stay with, people you need to walk with, things you need to do, things you don't need to do. He's a revealer of all of it on the inside. You're never alone. And whenever you need help, the answer is only one prayer away. That's why you and me must understand Praying in the Spirit makes you smarter than yourself. Praying in the Spirit makes you more power-packed than you can ever be. And praying in the Spirit is the key for you to overcome every situation and circumstance of life. Come on, let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you right now. That's what these two nights were about. They're about reconnecting to you. They're about recommitting our cause of faith with you. Maybe we've been getting dull. Maybe we've been settled and maybe we took a step back from praying in the spirit but as believers in the earth we are now we are relevant in all the partners and everybody watching we are spirit filled i don't know what everybody else is doing and i don't care but father these spirit filled guys they need to reconnect to walking in the spirit they need to reconnect to praying in the spirit they need to walk with spiritual endowment understanding that my life is a spiritual life and I live my life in the spirit. And I thank you, God, that we're not living just, we're not just living the little life, we're living the high life. You said there's a high calling. We ain't living in a low calling Christianity. We're frontline, high called Christians, amen? And we can't make it without you. We gotta pray in the spirit. We don't wanna draw back and be weak. We don't wanna draw back and be like denominational church. That's not who we are. We're strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So Father, I thank you, Lord. That we're reconnecting and recommitting and reconfirming our position in Christ to be and to do everything you've called us to be and do. We're going to walk faithful and we're going to walk committed to this journey with you. 
We're going to pray out the weaknesses. We're going to walk in great success. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen. Praise the Lord, guys. Look, man, I love you. I know we were going to be together, but we had to let the storm come on by. We prayed for you guys. We know you're going to be safe, well, and whole. Praise be to God. We're on the other side. We're going to see you Sunday morning, 9 and 1030 and 1145 in Palm Coast. Come out to one of the campuses and listen. That partner with PC, pop it up one more time. Let them see it. Be a partner with us. Partner with us for the month of November, and then that's it. We're just going to shut down giving the books. You can always partner up, but we wanted to give you something back. If you partner with us this month, we're going to send you the digital downloads of all the books, and if you are an existing partner, you said, I never got the books, click the link. They'll make sure they get them to you. We love you. God bless you, and I'm going to see you Sunday, and I promise you this, it's going to be a great day at Relevant. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.